Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, here we go, it's the Copyright Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to the Copyright Podcast, I am Jay Pearson and today it's a bit of a special episode for you because I'm going to be talking about the new partnership between Liverpool Football Club and the American sportswear giant Nike and it's an amazing new era for the club that we're about to go into. Um, we are the newly crowned Premier League champions, which is fantastic to say, as well as being world champions, as well as being European champions. It's been a fantastic 13 months for the club, but we are going to be going into a new era now under Nike, and it is such a such a special partnership for us, and I'm going to go into that in a little bit more detail for you. Not in terms of like the ins and outs of the deal, because that's sort of the boring, not interesting stuff, really. I want to share with you guys my thoughts on what, the brand of Nike can do for Liverpool and what Liverpool can do for Nike as well and the places it can take us. But before we go forwards, we've got to go backwards. So, as a child growing up, you're, you're sort of on the playground, uh, swapping stickers, um, got, got, need, need, um, arguing over whose team was better. Um, you know, it, it, it was it was fun. And it was a daily occurrence that happened on most British playgrounds. Um and other discussions included who's got the best trainers, uh, who's got the best tracker when you come in on own clothes day. And a lot of people on own clothes day, they wore football shirts. I certainly certainly did that growing up. Um, but before we get into the football shirt part of things, speaking of brands, where I grew up, if if you came into school and you wore you know, a pair of Gola trainers or a pair of high-tech trainers or Lecoq Sporty for you know, any of the brands that weren't deemed cool, you would you know you're sort of known as a bit of a scruff but if you came in in a pair of night trainers or adidas trainers or puma or umbro footy boots or whatever then you were a bit of a cool kid to be fair and you were more likely to be picked uh, first at footy i only ever got picked because i was left footed one of the few left footed people so because uh, it's all playground crap really isn't it because at the end of the day it doesn't really matter what you're wearing um, but the reason why i mention this is because those childlike discussions of they keep happening uh, and it's all about brands and brand perception of who's wearing what and it, it goes from the high end of fashion to low end of fashion and it stems in football as well um, but like I said no doubt you remember two kids on, on the playground arguing saying my team's better than your team your team's better than my team um, and you were sort of judged on which manufacturer your kit was one so like I said I grew up in the 90s where you know Liverpool weren't the best football team at all and we were made by Reebok, and this is no disrespect to Reebok, I think Reebok are a fantastic brand, but where I grew up, it was sort of like, oh, your, your kits are made by Reebok, because it wasn't that popular where I was. 
and it was it was Nike or Adidas, which was the more, more popular brand. So you were sort of like, oh, your team's your team shit because you're made by Reebok, and it was sort of like it, it was a crap argument. Well, that's kids for you, isn't it? that's what happens. Um, but let's look at it this way: Nike have always been that cool premium brand, haven't they? They are the biggest sportswear brand in the world for a reason because they've got that association with all the top brands now. Manchester United dominated English football in the 90s under the moniker of Umbro. They did really, really well with it. Arsenal had a period of dominance under Nike. Now, once Manchester United won the treble in 1999, there was talks of, of Nike going to come in and um, really take Manchester United even further than where they were going straight away. So, in 2001, they did partner with Nike and they went on a global dominance under Sir Alex, not just on the pitch, but off the pitch as well financially. Um, but other clubs have, have, have followed suit with Nike as well, haven't they? You know, Manchester City um, have had the partnership with them as well. Um, Umbro have been under, under the Nike umbrella, so they were Umbro first and then they, they moved into Nike and now they've just signed a massive deal with Puma. Um, but like I said, being born in 1985 and growing up in the 90s was was tough from a football perspective because Liverpool, you know, were, were, they were winning the odd trophy. They, you know, FA Cup in 92 and then League Cup in 95 and then... We didn't really see anything then till till the 2001, but you know Reebok made some fantastic kits, and I absolutely loved um, the 96 Crew away shirt. You know that is one of my favourite, if not my favourite away shirt that Liverpool have ever produced. Um, so Nike, if you if anybody from Nike is watching, please just make a version of that for me. I'm, I'm, let me know in the comments if you agree with me, but I would love I would love Nike to make a, a throwback version of of that away kit. But even when our kits were being made by Reebok and they were coming out with some classics like that, I still wanted Nike. I still wanted that premium brand on my shirt because I, they were one of my favourite brands and, you know, they were the biggest and that's where you want to associate yourself with the biggest brands. Um, so Manchester United were top of the, the food chain, if you like, in football terms, both on and off the field. Um, but if I could change one thing, I'd go back to our title winning days of, of 1990. Uh, we won our 18th and I would speak to Liverpool's owners and the, the chief executives and say listen what we need to do here Mr Robinson is we need to capitalise on the dominance that you've just had because we're going to be going into a commercially a completely different juggernaut obviously with, with Sky which we'll talk about in a minute but you need to market that liver bird and get it on absolutely everything you know get it on polo shirts jackets trackies trainers put it on dog balls, put it on dog leaves, put it on women's knickers, just get it everywhere because that's exactly what Manchester United did. Um, there's a fantastic book uh, called The Club um, and it tells you about the history of the Premier League and how it started and it talks about those details of how Liverpool just fell asleep and that's exactly what Manchester United did. They marketed the club really, really well. Sky came in, it was a match made in heaven and United just shot up, um, unfortunately for us. But their football in recent history would keep them there as well because they just kept winning and winning and winning breeds winning. But with the development of the Premier League and Sky just injecting a fortune into it, Liverpool sadly were were left behind, weren't they? You know, um, United capitalised on the and branded themselves everywhere. They put the badge on every piece of merchandise, and the rest is history. But some of my best memories were, were wearing Reebok shirts. I mean, the golden blue shirt of two thousand and one, the Michael Owen FA Cup final. The treble winning season it's there's some fantastic memories in those shirts and those shirts are iconic for a reason because we've won things in them um and then of course there's istanbul 
2005 won the European Cup, our fifth European Cup, the miracle of Istanbul was won under the Reebok moniker and that will forever ever be etched and people will look at that jersey. Oh shit, you know, look at me getting all American already. People will look at that shirt and go, yeah, uh, that was the year we won uh, the Champions League in 2005. And yeah, that's, you know, we became European champions in 2005 and we began to be a bigger force in Europe. Winning breeds winning, you get a bigger transfer budget, you've got to put more money into club from sponsorships, you get bigger players, Fernando Torres arrives, you know, all that type of stuff. But by the time Torres arrived, um, our old friends from Germany had, had reappeared. Um, Adidas were back with Liverpool and um, the team was getting better. Um, between 2007 and 2010, we were a force again in Europe. Um, and to be fair, in Athens, we were very, very unlucky not to add um, a second Champions League uh, in three years. And again, oh wait, oh now we were unlucky not to add had a Premier League crown to, to it and again that was all under the Adidas moniker it did very very well cue the Roy Hodgson era and the decline was sharp and Adidas thought, nope, this is this is for us. We're off. <sighs> Underachievement on the pitch led to the German giants terminating the contract early. Say what you want, that's exactly what happened. And I know people have been clamouring for us to go back with Adidas uh, instead of Nike because Adidas have made some fantastic kits. And let's face it, some of our bestest memories ever uh, of our history uh, were in Adidas kits. And you know, Adidas trainers are arguably the best trainers in the world. Um, but I got the quote here um, from the CEO of Adidas at the time and he branded Liverpool a failure and we thought what Liverpool were asking at the time in terms of money and what they were delivering was not in the right balance. Now, okay, he has a fair point. Um, but at that time, Real Madrid, Manchester United and Barcelona were the only three clubs that were outselling Liverpool in terms of replica shirts. So wonders, well, why was that such an issue for Adidas? Because they probably didn't want to be associated with because we were so poor off the pitch. So Adidas go and then Warrior come in in 2012 and people are going, oh, Warrior, not got a clue who they are. They make lacrosse stuff in America when you do your research. Okay, great, who are they? And they come out with a bit of a belter of a first home kit, that, you know, it's all plain red, just the, the yellow logos and that was it. And it, it looked really good. Um... And that was our first uh, set of kits on, under Brendan Rodgers. And it was, and the playground insults were still there, but they were now on Twitter where he's going, ha ha, you're a warrior, you're made by a warrior. You're still shit Liverpool. You don't do anything on the pitch and you're definitely not going to do anything on, on the, off the pitch with Warrior. So it's, the problem is that Warrior paid double what Adidas paid. And that's, that's the fascinating thing that people don't know about. I think because it was Warrior, they weren't associated massively um, in the UK. That was the stigma behind it was, were worried about them obviously when it was changed to new balance when you know they bought they were bought out that sort of made it a little bit easier for liverpool and fans to recognize because new balance were a much much more recognizable brand now before we move on to the new balance stuff just want to touch on 13 14 season when we were still under the, the moniker of warrior 
the club stock had risen massively after that season and Brendan Rodgers had obviously taken us on the verge of winning um, the first title in 20-odd in years. But that was recognised worldwide because a lot of other stuff started flooding in, particularly for the players in terms of sponsorship deals and all that sort of stuff, and the club was getting recognised uh, a lot more. It was no surprise that Jordan Henderson was up for the FIFA cover star. Okay, yeah, the vote might have been overtaken by a lot of Liverpool fans. But, I mean... At the end of the day, if EA Sports wanted to put somebody else on that cover, they would have done it anyway. But John Henderson was an option, and he was he was voted in, whether people agreed with it or not. And then obviously we were officially licensed to Pro Evo. Um, you know whether you're FIFA or Pro Evo doesn't really matter. But the whole point is now now that Liverpool won the European Cup last year, we've now got a bigger partnership with EA Sports. We're back with the biggest brand in terms, of, especially in terms of football games. We're now back with those guys now, and we've got a long-standing contract with them. And Big Verge is now on the cover of FIFA 20. Um, who knows who's going to be on the cover of FIFA 21 uh, in in each region? We don't we don't know that. Could it be Jordan Henderson again? We don't know. But this is what I'm saying: is winning breeds those bigger brands, um, and these aren't coincidences. You know what I mean? They're not something all that that's just happened. This has been very very well planned and thought of. But because Liverpool are now world European and English champions, that's some statement that New Balance can be on cloud nine about. Because New Balance now are associated with some fantastic memories for us, and that is something that we'll always cherish again. You know, the influence of the Bob Paisley shirt in, in the 80s is now synonymous with us lifting the Premier League trophy. Again, we can't really forget about the amazing marketing tool, and probably arguably the most important marketing tool that Liverpool possess, and that's Jurgen Klopp. I mean... When he was brought in in 2015, New Balance must have been rubbing their hands going, get in. This is a guy who we know about, we know what he's like on the pitch, we know what he's like off the field, we know what he's like in interviews. This guy is marketable. And straight away with his touchline antics wearing his, his Liverpool cap with the New Balance logo on, um, you know, interviews before the match, after the match, swearing, you know, everything that made YouTube hits grow and everything that made Klopp more of a Googled name and they must, New Balance were rubbing their hands and Nike are definitely doing that as well because at the end of the day, Nike are going to put Liverpool in places they've never ever been before commercially and Klopp will be at the forefront of that once again. We are moving into a new era with Nike now and like I said, we've we, we've seen the leak kits, um, we've seen the kits that are in the, in, in the shops right now if you are, if you have been if you're watching this video afterwards anyway but nike have made some fantastic shirts around the globe for, for years okay they don't always get it right and uh, i don't think any brand gets it right every single time every single season but they've made some 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 great shirts i mean i'm wearing one right now this is one of my favorite shirts of the last few years that um that nike have made it's classic it's retro it, it's really really cool and i think that's what they really need to do with liverpool because we love a retro shirt and i think uh, we've got some really cool past designs that we could can really latch on to but one of the great things about what nike have done is the way they partnership uniquely with a football club now let's look at psg psg have that partnership with nike where they've got the jumpman logo as well which is obviously made famous by michael jordan um and that is such a clever marketing tool as well because michael jordan and the jumpman is a massive massive brand there's lots of people out there that don't watch basketball yet. They've never watched it, but they know who Michael Jordan is and they know that logo. And that is now synonymous with a lot of PSG apparel in their tracksuits, their jumpers, their polos. And it looks absolutely fantastic. And that is something that we can look forward to. Not necessarily with the Jumpman logo, but Nike know what they're doing. 
and so do our owners because but that's increased PSG's brand now and the most important thing about that as well as being successful on the pitch they obviously need to be successful in Europe and all that sort of stuff they obviously they're a massive success domestically but it's been very clever of PSG and Nike to use the Jumpman logo in a lot of their apparel because it looks great the caps look great you see Neymar and Mbappe wearing them and the tracksuits the polos you see a lot of people around the UK wearing that type of stuff because one they like Nike two they love Jordan stuff uh, Jordan's or the Jumpman logo is very very popular so it's been very very clever so Nike know what they're doing when it comes to pairing up brands with each other and marketing certain things that will that will work but there's another basketball player that we need to talk about and that's LeBron James everybody knows who LeBron James is uh, one of the greatest basketball players that's ever lived and he's you know still going strong and who God knows what else he, he, he can achieve in his career but for those of you that didn't know, LeBron James has actually owned a stake in Liverpool. Very small stake, but he's owned a stake in Liverpool for nearly 10 years now. And again, it's not a coincidence this has all fallen into place. So I'm not saying that we will have association uh, with the Jumpman logo, but you can guarantee that Liverpool will bring out some apparel that has got an affiliate with, with LeBron James and his branding. And Nike have done a fantastic job of getting on these major, major names onto their brand. So expect to see us interacting with Roger Federer more, probably Serena Williams, probably Tiger Woods, definitely LeBron James. There's so many famous names out there that Nike are associated with which can bring in the Liverpool brand into different into different markets, into different eras, uh, but also as well, it will sort of cross the Liverpool brand into different territories that we've never been before. And that's what Nike will do, so don't be surprised if you do see LeBron James stuff popping up in the club shop and on their website. If I mention the names Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, Derek Jeter, Alex Rodriguez, a lot of those names might just go over people's heads and not know who they are, which is fair enough because they're all baseball players. Um, not a very popular sport over here in the UK, but those names are quite popular, but they are even more popular with the brand they are synonymous with, which is the New York Yankees. Now, again, people might not be a massive fan of baseball, but I guarantee most people in the English-speaking world have worn a New York Yankees piece of clothing. Nine times out of ten, it's one of the hats. Um, but the Yankees logo has been plastered all over trackies, um, hoodies, everything uh, over the years. And I guarantee people have, have, have worn them as well. And the famous NY logo of the New York Yankees has been a global brand all on its own. And it has been for years and years and years. And that's what FSG, Nike and Liverpool are here to do. They want to make the global brand of Liverpool synonymous on its own. Partnering with Nike is just the start for Liverpool and their journey and the aim of it now is that Nike are going to put Liverpool in places they've never been before commercially. We're going to go into markets that uh, the club has never been into. We're probably never going to see a kit out of stock again because Nike have just got that global reach um, and they've got the powerhouse behind them to, to, to meet demand in terms of replica shirts. It will all come back into the club because all this commercial stuff will go back into the club. And I think that's so important for us if we want to move forward. We've just won the Premier League. We're European champions at the minute. We're world champions at the minute. We want to continue to win those trophies. And obviously, it's investment into the team because that's ultimately, that's what everybody wants is to invest into the squad and make us better every single year. Whether that's with new transfers, whether that's bringing up the youth, that's you know making Anfield even bigger so we can get more people in uh, into the stands. A better training ground, which is obviously uh, about to open maybe expansion on that as well but like I said before when you go back to October 2010 and the club was on brink of administration it certainly makes you appreciate where we are right now um, both on the pitch and off the pitch like I said before 
we've just had a fantastic 13 months of the trophies that we've won um, and we're going into this new era with Nike now where we are European, world and English champions and it certainly is one of the most exciting times um, for us and especially being partnered with the, the biggest sportswear brand in the world it's a very, very exciting time and I think that's what's really, really important is that this circle now it's going to be very, very difficult for us to fall off that uh, fall off that cliff if you like obviously praying that that never happens again because we are Premier League world and European champions which just sounds amazing to say I can't see it happening especially under the guidance of, of Nike and FSG and what, what our owners have done for us so far and stuff but like I said people have their own opinions of what FSG have done for us but you, you can't argue with the journey that they've, that they've put us on and yes Jurgen Klopp is a massive part of that arguably the biggest influence that anybody will ever have on our club especially in this era you know Shanks and Paisley did that anyway and Klopp is basically history is repeating itself right now but to go into this new era with Nike now and partner with the biggest sportswear brand in the world is absolutely fantastic for the club and we're all excited to see what kits they're going to launch we're all excited to see where the club's going to go uh, in the next couple of years and yeah hopefully we can add a lot more silverware under Nike and yeah I'm just I'm just really excited and finally my playground uh, dreams and aspirations of being made by Nike are, are coming true and who knows what other kits I'm going to be putting on these walls and what memories we're going to make in under Nike hopefully more Premier League titles more European Cups with the Nike tick or swoosh uh, on our shirts so that's it that's the journey that I wanted to take us on uh, hopefully if you like this video um, give it a like let me know in the comments what you think of, of the Nike deal let me know what you think of the kits uh, now that they're out obviously if you depend on the time of when you watch this video yeah let us know in the comments what you think uh, about the Nike deal and how important it is to you and where you think the club can go under under Nike and what what are you most excited for you know, that's what I want to know is is it just because we're, we're branded with Nike is it the new kits that might uh, come up or is it obviously the commercial ideas behind it just just let us know in the comments and uh, give us a like subscribe and uh, yeah We'll see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.